0: Tell me you mailed the best tape to Tiffany.
1: Yes! I have to get to that tape before my girlfriend gets back to her school. You coming? <laughs> what else am I going to do? Stay here and learn? Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On
2: time, it's tricky. It's
1: tricky. 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 Now, back. To the
2: Pete McMurray show. I love the movie Road Trip. I just watched it on cable last week. Love Breck and Meyer. I love Amy Smart. Give me some Amy Smart. I follow you on Instagram. Let me introduce you because you have a big movie that's coming out. It's called The Enormity of Life. It's available on video on demand. It is Breck and Meyer. Brother, how are you? How are you guys
0: doing? Good man. I'm doing well.
2: I follow you on Instagram. I feel like we're one person away from each other for some reason, but the Weird Al birthday wish is nothing like I've ever seen. Can you explain that to oh, people?
1: Yeah, that was, like, that was like Charlie getting the chocolate factory. It was crazy. On my birthday, I got an email from Weird Al, who thankfully I'm able to call a friend, and he said, hey, I sent you a little something, and it's this video. If anybody wants to go check it out, I think it's still up on Instagram somewhere. But uh, it is this giant, long musical number with (laughs) singers and barbershop quartets and explosions and confetti on video that came out of nowhere. And it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen.
2: Well, it starts with a tight tight shot on Weird Al and then it branches out and you see the barbershop quartet and then a curtain opens and it's just this huge production. I'm like, holy crap, yeah, like I, I want this. It
1: was bananas. I, I told Al, I was like, I have no ability to get you back for this. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I I don't have this ability. I don't know any barbershop quartets. None.
2: How are you friends with Weird Al?
1: That's a really good question. I don't have a good answer, but I think it started at Robot Chicken. I think Al has come in to ah, okay. uh, work with us on Robot Chicken, and he is very close to uh, Seth Green, who I work with on Robot. So I think I think that was the initial thing, and he is just, Despite his name, he is he is weird, but he is also just the sweetest guy in the world, but sweet Al doesn't sound as good, so I get
0: weird Al. <laughs> Here here's kind of so. a very broad general question for you, Brecken. How fun is your life? Because I, I'm reading about you, obviously I've seen a lot of your stuff, but you just seem uh-huh. like you run in really fun circles. I mean, is is your daily life just full of fun and laughter? <laughs> uh i'm I'm
1: sitting in my house alone with my dog so no but uh it 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 doesn't suck i will say that i do get to do what i love for a living which i think you guys can attest to is pretty rare and pretty great if you can um you know i get to do robot chicken with my best friend seth green i get to make movies with people i'm fans of like in this one emily kinney who was in the walking dead i was a huge walking dead fan so uh, yeah, it is fun. It, it, I overuse the word fun sometimes, but it is. It's a fun gig. I don't hate it.
2: <laughs> the enormity of life. This is, would you call it a dramedy? Because you're funny in this, yeah. but it's also, you're very depressed. I mean, it's. Yeah, that's, you usually play comedic
0: roles.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a very different role, and it is. It's a dramedy, which is kind of the only word I can really find. Because it is, it is funny, but there's also a lot of drama. You're dealing with a guy who is suffering from this mental illness called uh, anhedonia, which basically means he feels no pleasure from movies, TV, money, sex, anything. And how do you go about that in your life? How do you go about that in your daily life? Still find, as you were just talking about, how do you find any fun? How do you find any joy when you're incapable of feeling it? Right. Um, and part of it is you, you, you fake it till you make it. But it's a very interesting film. And again, it's tough when you do indies you know, to get the word out because there's so many films out there, but um, this one was just so interesting. When I read it, I was like, I kept turning the page going, I have no idea where this one's going, Wow, which I thought was quite fun.
0: I've got to tell you, I I did see the trailer, and not only was, you know, the lump in my throat there, but I also got a (laughs) chuckle out of the scene in the trailer where you're at a fast food restaurant with your Co-star this little girl who obviously is very talented you guys are at the fast yeah. food restaurant she's going through these statistics of all these mass shootings that have taken place so a very macabre subject matter <laughs> and you just turn to the fast food employee and say she'll have the kids meal I I, <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud I laughed out loud at that because the chemistry is so great it's so subtle but it it just really you just nailed it.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Giselle Eisenberg, who was on the show Life in Pieces, plays the young girl Jules, and I'd never met her, and the minute she started talking, I was like, oh, this kid's special, and uh, this kid's also better than I am as an actor, but that scene was very kind of taken from reality. I have an 11-year-old daughter, and I remember when she became obsessed with tsunamis, and it's obsession and also terrified, and so that was kind of a common thing, and tragic as well, these, there are so many of these unfortunate school shootings and stuff that kids become aware of it right and kids start developing these facts and you go on youtube and kids just start scrolling forever whether it's doom scrolling or not and uh it's a new question that parents have to deal with which is hey what's this terrible thing i hear about every day and how do you how do you make it reality but also make it you know not terrifying and i think that's one of the things that uh, my character kind of goes is like how do i how do i help this kid by not terrifying this kid
2: we're talking with Breckin Meyer. The movie is called The Enormity of Life. It, the premise of the movie, your great aunt left you a quarter of a million dollars. You're a depressed guy, you got family issues and your mom's nuts.
1: Yeah, that would pretty much be it. And then uh, he decides the only thing he does have is this little bit of cash and he tries to help someone out and it's this young single mom waitress he meets and it's you know, he can't feel anything but he can help and uh he kind of tries to do that to make himself feel something. Whether he does or not, I'll leave up to y'all. But.
2: When you go to your mom's house and you, you walk in, she's a hoarder. Is she a hoarder or just messy or a little bit of both?
1: Are we talking about the movie or my real life? Because that's kind of
2: personal. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie yeah. because I, oh, okay. I, I want to bring it up because back in the day, I put in water meters and I used to walk into people's houses. And when you walk into a hoarder's house, they feel like yeah. everything's fine, and you're just taken back by everything stacked and piled oh, everywhere. Yeah. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, there's a rhyme or reason to it to them, and to you it looks like absolute chaos. And yeah, his mom is definitely a hoarder. I mean, at one point, there's just a mannequin leg on the ground. Um, but, <laughs> as you said, it is. I guarantee the mother would say that that's exactly where it's supposed to be. Right. So it's is, it is definitely terrifying. Not as terrifying as it's all like water meters in multiple hoarders'
2: houses but still. <laughs> it's very strange when you go house to house yeah. you know, yeah, it, man.
0: <laughs> you know we, we're t- we're talking about this film and you bring up an interesting point this is a this is a, a smaller film mm-hmm. this is the business of hollywood i mean it, it really it, it's certainly something that i'm going to watch um mm-hmm. but it, it's a lot of self-promotion doing what you do right now getting the word out but these things have a way of catching fire I think this huh? is going to be one of those films, because it just it looks really, really solid, and it's covering a lot of space.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting movie with a very kind of polarizing subject matter, but it, I, I can tell you this without giving anything away. The ending is something, if you watch it, you will absolutely strike up a conversation about no way
2: you can't. God, that's great, um, when you walk away from a really movie, yeah. Part. Yeah, I love when you walk away from a movie and people think and they discuss the movie after you leave.
1: Yeah. And I think this is definitely one of those movies where I mean, why I keep uh, everyone who's seen it has kind of hit me up, whether it's on Twitter or whatever, and had these great questions or just comments talking about it. And it really is. It it strikes it it begins a conversation most definitely. So
2: I hope folks check it out. I
1: hope they uh, they enjoy it. We We had fun.
2: I know I brought up Road Trip, and I just realized that it's 22 years old. Is is that right? God, that's
1: my 22-year-old baby Road
2: Trip. I love that movie. I think it was on Showtime or HBO a week ago, and you just get sucked in, and it's just so good. I don't know what it is, because I always say I'm a beer away from college. I love the college atmosphere. I love the road trips. I loved everything about it. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I think it it, it hit at a right time, but also a lot of it has to be Todd Phillips, who's our uh, co-writer director, who went on to do old school, all the hangovers, Joker. Um, I mean, forget it. Todd Todd is another level of a director. So I think a lot of it has to be put on his shoulders. And Ivan Reitman, the great late Ivan Reitman, was uh, shepherding us. And again, if you're going to do a college comedy, if you're going to do a college comedy, get the guy who did Animal House. Of course. Right. Right. So we were very lucky.
2: Well, it's it's interesting if someone said to me, "Hey, Pete, remember that time twenty two years ago when you did that one thing?" <laughs> I would never remember. Yeah. Rob and I worked together at, at a previous job, like what eight years ago. I can barely right. remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I'm, I don't have a good memory with that stuff. Luckily, because it's on a lot or things like that, I, I it kind of reminds me a lot about certain parts and certain scenes and stuff.
0: Well, I, I'm going to jog your memory here, Brecken. Um, again, I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone you know, a first kiss, this or that, or the other thing. Was your first kiss <laughs> Drew Barrymore? Is that true? Uh,
1: yeah, that is that is that is true. I, well, I mean, it was, I was 11, so I mean, it wasn't right. too tawdry. But um, yes, we were both <laughs> 11 years old. She was Drew was my uh, my adorable hand holding girlfriend back in the day.
2: Wow, 11 years Very old. Nice. What is that? Sixth grade? Is that right? Uh, yeah,
0: somewhere around yeah, I think
2: it's fifth. Fifth grade? Your first kiss was in fifth grade? Yeah, I was, you know, I was quite advanced for my age. Damn, dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Two things before so, yeah. you go, I got to ask you about King of the Hill. How much fun doing voice uh, uh, work for King of the Hill?
1: Unbelievable. For, I think, 13 years we did that. And it was, again, working with, you know, Mike Judge, Stephen Root. All, I mean, the funniest guys on the planet, Pam Adlon and Captain Jimmy. I was i was in heaven I, I would do anything they asked on that show it was just so much fun
2: i love Stephen root i'm a huge fan of barry oh my gosh oh yeah he's so good he's so good yeah. on that show
1: best from barry to office space with the milton with the stapler oh yeah the red I mean, stapler Steven, Steven, right. yeah <laughs> Stephen root is incredible Stephen root is the goat you know he's just so great
2: and uh how many people come up to you on a monthly basis and talk about clueless
1: Almost daily, which is lovely to which is lovely to say. By the way, I don't get tired of it. It's pretty adorable, and people want to talk about it. But uh, yeah, almost daily. I just got back from Las Vegas, and it was. It seemed like it was clueless week there, which was lovely. But um, right. yeah, people people seem to. I, I guess I think yesterday or the day before, I saw that it was twenty six or twenty seven years old.
0: movies.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, something unreal like that.
2: Man, <laughs> next time we have you on, I'll, I'll find something you did 30 years ago, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> sure. absolutely. Breck absolutely. Meyer, check out The Enormity of Life, available now, video on demand. Great to have you on, man. Continued success. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Have a good one, y'all. The doctor says she has
0: symptoms like post-traumatic stress disorder. When an 11-year-old who should be
2: having summer parties with her friends. Spends her free time looking up websites about mass murder. Since
0: 1983, there have been 78 mass shootings, claiming the lives of 547 people and injuring 476.
1: Just give her a kiss. Man.